0: You are listening to True To You Radio, your home for peace, praise, prosperity, and positivity. Visit us at truetoyouradio.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore and learn what it means to live from your heart, not your head. And for those of you not quite familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering your authentic self. When you start listening to the world's definition of happiness and success, at some point you may realize. That you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be something more to strive for or obtain. Heart dancing is a different way of looking at your world and looking at yourself. It's a way to return to your soul, the source of unconditional love. And the heart dancing mantra is, let love lead. And you'll understand more about that as you join me in the dance. Love knows the way, you just have to follow. Heart dancing. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore what it means to live authentically, create deliberately, and dance with life. Heart Dancing guests share their struggles, their triumphs, and most importantly, their authenticity, so you, our listeners, can learn, grow, and connect. Learn more about Heart Dancing at KatherineErickson.com or EmpoweredWay.com. And today, I am so excited to have Ashley Torian as my guest. Ashley and I met at a networking event in Dallas, and we instantly connected. It was like, you know, I saw her across the room. She saw me. I was like, (laughs) whoop. And I just love it when that happens. Um, Every time I speak with Ashley, I learn something new. So today is going to be an amazing show. Ashley is a is the founder and owner of BioBalance. And she began her holistic eating and body image coaching business way back in 1991. And when you meet Ashley, she does not look that old. (laughs) So that's pretty amazing that she's been doing this for so long. Um, Ashley is committed to inspiring others to live a fulfilling, joy-filled life. And BioBalance was created out of her passion for fitness and healthy living. And it's seeded with her own personal challenges with anxiety, weight, and body issues. So she's kind of lived through some things that have helped her become such a better teacher and coach. Ashley, I'd love to welcome you to the Heart Dancing Radio Show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, this is going to be fun. We have um, about 25 minutes to talk, so let's get to it. Uh, I saw also in your bio that you are an eating psychology coach, and I have never heard that term before. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means?
1: Yeah, I studied at the Institute for the Psychology of Eating out of Boulder, Colorado, and with Mark David, and I discovered that in an accidental way um, I was struggling with my own food issues and body issues, and I needed CECs for my personal training, um, predations, and it was, it just came up on my inbox that, wow, I could do eating psychology coaching. Um, it was a little bit smaller version from what I experienced in Boulder, it was just kind of a mini, 20 hours kind of a thing. Or the deal I did was over 500 hours. Oh, wow. That's so a lot of time. It is a lot of time. So eating psychology was really, it's not about the food is basically what eating psychology is. It's about how we are with the food, our beliefs behind the food, all the struggles that we have that lead us to overeating, binge eating, any kind of eating disorder. It all begins at your core beliefs. And so eating psychology is about getting to the nitty-gritty of that And not really addressing the food, but we talk about healthy eating, but it's really more of a mind-body connection and who you are.
0: And I just love that because, to me, that's where all these diet programs and fitness programs go way off track. They're focusing on the external, the action step, what you should or shouldn't eat or the exercises you should or shouldn't do. And it really begins with the internal. And that's what you work on, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we work for the beauty from the inside to the outside. Right. Versus the other way around.
0: Exactly. And so have your clients, I'm sure, over the years, they've they've probably transformed themselves.
1: Yes. Yeah, they're, uh, the way they are with food is completely different from how it used to be. I'm, you know, it was always such a struggle. And um, there's one that comes to mind right now that she... When you watch her eat, and I get to do things with her fairly often, and it is so fun to watch her, how she enjoys food, and she actually gets pleasure from it, and it's really fun to watch her eat. It's good for me.
0: Right. (laughs) You know, reminds me. We all need those reminders. Yeah,
1: yeah, but she does it with such relish and enthusiasm. It's fun. It's catchy. And did she always,
0: was she always like that in relation to food? No. She passed fast. Yeah, what was her story before?
1: She ate fast and she hated her body. And so typically when women are in body hate, they just they just eat to survive. But it's, you know, going towards trash eating versus eating holistically. And uh, so she made that transformation of going from eating trash and overeating and hating her body and being in this place of body hate to loving her body and honoring her body with more of a holistic eating experience.
0: And you know, that makes so much sense because when you love yourself, you're going to love your body. Mm-hmm. And when you hate yourself, you know, the body's an easy thing to hate because yeah. no one's perfect. And no one's body is perfect. And accepting that is, you know, a challenge, it's a struggle, but it can be done. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you work, or are you trying to work with teenagers? Because it sounds like your program would be really helpful for teenage girls especially.
1: Yes, I have worked with several girls in their early 20s to mid-20s, and it's very impactful for them because that is where eating disorders start to come up to the forefront. Um, And so, yes, working with teen girls age 17 on up is ideal time to... Grab them, you know, and and right. help them with their belief system around food and around their own self. All right, so that they can live authentically through that.
0: Well, um, just to give the audience just a, a glimmer of what you do in your coaching, mm-hmm. if I were to come to you and say, Ashley, I just I'm tired all the time. I have no energy. I'm grumpy. I'm irritable. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, would you look at what I ate first, or would you have me do some kind of a um, kind of assessment, self-assessment?
1: Yeah, we would do a self-assessment on your um, how you are with food. Are you present? Are you eating fast? Are you um, gulping your food? Are you standing up or are you sitting down? Are you watching TV, working at your desk? So we look at your environment, your activity during eating, all of that. And why would
0: standing up or sitting down be, be important?
1: You're more relaxed when you're sitting down.
0: Ah. You
1: relaxate like, when you're standing up. It's like, "Oh, what else can I do while I'm standing here?"
0: You know, that is so true because when my husband goes out of town and for whatever reason I'm here by myself, I won't sit at the table. I'll just stand at the counter and oh. and I do tend to overeat, you know, not not badly or not binge eating, but I do notice that wow, I just I just what? Why did I just eat that? You know, it was more mindless eating as opposed to mindful eating. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and when you're at the table and you've taken the time to get out a pretty plate, a placemat or a tablecloth, candles, turn on some music. When you take that time to really set the stage, then you're there to enjoy your meal and get pleasure from it. Versus this is just something you got to do so you can get on to the next task. Exactly. And that's what America. Americans have gone on that, and that we, it's just one thing we got to get done, so let's answer our emails and get all that done while we're eating, and then we can move on. And that, our digestion, I mean, how many digestive aids are being sold right now?
0: Uh, a lot.
1: <laughs> goes through the roof, and it's because when you're in a stressed state, your digestive system is shut down. So that's why you have the burping, the indigestion, the unrest in your digestive system.
0: Oh, I hadn't thought of that. So if we take more time to be, you know, mindful, be present, thank you, with our food and enjoy it as we're eating it, that allows the digestive system to relax and you won't have those kinds of issues.
1: Mm -hmm. And when you eat slow, you don't overeat because you have the enteric nervous system, the gut brain, awake and present. And so the gut brain can send a signal to the head brain with leptin, the hormone leptin, to say, hey... We're done down here. We don't need any more food. And then you've had the perfect portion of food that you need for your body. I mean, I tell people, you slow down. You wake up your gut brain. That's the perfect portion control mechanism. You don't have to measure your food anymore. All you got to do is eat slow and be present. And you got it.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have never heard of the gut brain. That's what you're calling it, G-U-T. Yes. Okay, so my brain has a gut. (laughs)
1: Your gut has a brain, so you have three brains. True, true, that's right. Yeah, you got three brains. You got your head brain. You have your heart brain because there are brain cells within your heart, and then you also have a gut brain. And those um, brain cells, nerve cells, are in the mucosal lining of the gut. And there are is more neural traffic that goes from your gut brain to your head than there is from your head to your gut. So your gut is in charge of everything.
0: Really, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah,
1: your head brain is only for problem solving. Typically, I mean, when you think about it, it's problem solving, it's working out stuff, it's math. math it's, that's what your head brain's for. It's the thinker. The gut brain, wow, it does a lot. Well, <laughs> a lot more. It's your emotions. It's your experiences. Really, not only just food and all that. It's your experiences and your beliefs. Everything flows through your gut brain. Really, your heart brain. Yep. Yeah.
0: So then if I get angry or if I'm upset or stressed out, the gut brain is involved in that?
1: Yeah. it w- Yeah, because the gut brain says, oh, total shutdown. I mean, there is total shutdown between the head brain and the gut brain when you go into a state of stress. Okay. So there is no digestive ability. So do not be stressed when you're about to eat or when you eat. That is no negative talk. That is not having an argument at the table. It's not driving while you're eating, not answering emails. That's all mild state of stress. Right. So when you eat, you only eat. That's it. You just eat.
0: And you know what? As you're talking, I'm thinking (laughs) how many times I've done all of those things.
1: Yeah, we all do. I mean, it's just part of this rushed state that we live in. But well, if we can just slow down.
0: Exactly. So do you give your clients, you know, tools or exercises? I mean, how do you work them through this? Because it's a, it's a relearning. It is a relearning,
1: yeah. So we start with one meal at a time where they have to practice this format of eating. And I take them through these steps that when they sit to the table all the way from cooking the meal because there's awareness that goes through when you're cooking the meal to setting the table to filling up your plate, all the way through the eating process. There's all these steps that you take. And so we start with one meal and we go from there.
0: Okay. And then are you checking in with them like once a week or how often is that? Yeah,
1: I I typically talk with my clients at least once a week. Sometimes we allow life to happen so that more experiences come through and they have more opportunity to practice. So sometimes it's two weeks, but most of the time it's one.
0: And then do do you urge them to keep a journal? Yes. Yeah, I would I would and think too, so.
1: Yeah, whether it's writing journal or art journal, they are doing that. Yeah, depends on how artsy they are.
0: Okay, so tell us about the art journal.
1: Uh, well, they can do it however they want to using map pencils or markers or pictures. And I have some that are so into um, art journaling that I mean, they buy all of the art tools for it. You know, I'm thinking just get a sketch pad and some markers and crayons and write right, right. <laughs> it down. But no, there's some that really get into it and and they're able to, in art journaling, you're able to really put your thoughts into play and your beliefs and your experiences, your feelings, your emotions. All of that comes out in your art journaling in a way that you, as more of an artistic thinker, can, can portray. Whereas those that like to write and that can portray their feelings
0: and emotions in words very fluidly, then that's
1: the best option for them. So it's really whatever they want to do.
0: And do you give them a prompt every week or is this just something that they're recording, you know, the things they're noticing and then they record it?
1: Well, in our sessions, these kind of things pop up. Okay. Where, oh, this is the next place to journal your emotions, journal your feelings. Or this is a place where I want you to actually write out the answer to this question. What is the symptom of your weight. What is your weight, excess weight, telling you right now in this moment? And so it's things like that that just kind of pop up in the sessions. And mm. that's how it's determined. Yeah. That is so
0: fascinating. Well, I can see where you would start really getting into probably deeper issues, more emotional issues, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because if we were in tune with our bodies and knew, you know, exactly the amount of calories to take in, you wouldn't be overweight. Right.
1: Right, and it's really not about calories.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's a good point.
1: Yes, because numbers pull a woman out of her body because numbers are masculine in orientation. We're only only 20% masculine, so if we are operating all of our food and body life in our 20% of our power, we are missing out on 80% of our power, so... Women, if when we're dealing with our food and body issues, so to speak, if we operate in our feminine traits, our feminine characteristics, that is when we have increased our metabolic power and burn fat for energy and hold on to our muscle.
0: Oh, Ashley, that is gold. (laughs) (laughs) It is. That is just incredible. So, okay, I've never heard that before. So that's why I'm I'm just kind of, ah. So I can see numbers would be more masculine, and the 80% versus 20%, where do those percentages come from?
1: Well, every human being is an 80-20 split. So men are 80% masculine, 20% feminine. And these are all, you know, numbers 78, 22, you know, it just varies. And then feminine, or women are the opposite. We are 80% feminine, 20% masculine. And so diets, because of the way that they're formulated, They're all about numbers. They're all about calculations, measuring, weighing yourself. You know, how many miles did you walk today? How many calories did you burn? How many calories did you eat? And all of that pulls a woman out of her body. And when a woman is pulled out of her body, there's a disconnect that happens that enables her body. It puts her in a stress state, number one. And that shuts down her digestive system. So, therefore, she's not burning the fuel that she's eating as efficiently as she could, uh-huh. so she has all these digestive upsets, weight gain, hormone imbalances. I mean, it's just malnutrition. I mean, it's just it can ooh, escalate.
0: Right. Okay. So when a woman is pulled out of her body, her body is not functioning in the same way that it should if she was in her body.
1: Yes. Yes. So when a woman is looking at a program to do, she looks for three things. She looks for Embodiment. Does this program, whether it's exercise or whether it's the way that she eats, does it encapsulate embodiment? Is she in her body? Does she just, you know, is she present? And then the second is nurturing. So when a woman feels nurtured, she is thriving. So whether it's through her food, relationships, activity that she chooses to do, she wants to be nurtured and she needs to nurture herself as well as have relationships that are more nurturing versus toxic, right?
0: I love it. Okay. And
1: then the third one is pleasure. The feminine must have pleasure or her metabolism sinks. Really? Mm-hmm. Pleasure is huge. Pleasure actually catapults our metabolism. Pleasure is a part of the feminine nature. Okay. Yeah, so it's pleasure when you're eating, pleasure when you're doing an activity. So if you are on an exercise program that you totally hate, that does not bring you pleasure, and it totally takes you out of your body and doesn't nurture you, I would get rid of that exercise activity and find something that really brings on embodiment, nurturing, and pleasure.
0: That is incredible, Ashley. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes your metabolism sing. It's a lot more fun. It's less stressful. and. You feel better about yourself and your body and your presence. Right,
0: right, right, right. Um, are there any programs you could recommend? or You're, you're more into getting people, obviously, to, to recognize what works for them and then help them move forward.
1: Yeah, so certain body types, like certain types of activities. So there are some women, and I am one of these included, that loves um, weight training routines. And we, as a woman, can still step into our body doing weight training or doing body weight exercises. It doesn't have to be, you know, a belly dancing or anything like that. It's whatever activity makes you sing, your heart sing, heart Right. Dance. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. So yeah. it's, um, so it's, yeah, it's helping that client find that type of movement that actually makes their body hum and that they look forward to. It could be walking in nature,
0: you know. Right. Yeah, Zumba. Uh, Yeah, or yoga, or Pilates, or Bar Method. Any of those. Okay, and you obviously your client will know when their body is singing. Yes, because it feels good.
1: It feels good, and you actually feel like you're in your body. You can. There is a distinct experience when you are in your body and you're fluidly moving, and you can just feel everything happening within. It's. Yeah, and that's what we're after finding, you know. We want to feel that
0: hum. Right. Okay, well, yeah, I need to find my hum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, I keep hearing this phrase, no pain, no gain. That would be masculine, wouldn't it? That is masculine, yes. Okay.
1: But there is a... There are some women who really thrive on that. And I do have to say, in my younger years, I did. You know, when you're mountain climbing, it is no pain, no gain. That is a survival, and you need your masculine to step forward when you're doing it.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, you're
1: not going to get off the mountain. Right. Right. So there are times when we need our 20% masculine to step up and help us, right? Right. Just like men need 20% of their feminine to step up and help them. Got it. We need certain amounts at certain times.
0: But it's that awareness of where you are and what you need in that moment. Obviously, people don't spend their whole time climbing mountains. So for women, you know, in that particular circumstance, yeah, bring out that masculine to get you to the top and safely down. I actually have several uh, mountain climbers in my family, so I get that analogy very well. (laughs) But when you're in your day-to-day life, going to work, taking care of your home, your family, and hopefully yourself, as a woman shift away from the masculine and become more aware of those of those three attributes, embodiment, being nurtured, and, and feeling pleasure or experiencing pleasure. Yeah.
1: So you can, you know, do your workouts 50-50. You can have 50% of them pure feminine embodiment, like belly dancing or bar method or Zumba or Pilates or whatever, or you could do something, then the other 50% that you can do things though.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. I've never heard that before. And I've read quite a bit on nutrition and diets, but that makes total sense. Um, is, are, is a lot of this information, I understand you've written a book. Is this mm-hmm. it contained in your book?
1: Yes, Join Me in the End Zone. And um, in that, we discuss a lot about embrace and how you, to, you are to embrace your beautiful body so that your body hums. Right. Mm -hmm. So I teach you different things that you can do in order to learn to love your body again. And then the nourish section is all about how you nourish your body with food and movement and your soulful time. Because quiet time, peace time is so vitally important for your spiritual well-being. And then the digest section is about digesting not only food and drink. And I share a lot about how you digest food. But what's equally as important is how you digest your life experiences and your beliefs, too. Mm. Because if you hold on to those experiences that, you know, you know, there's things that happen in our life that we cannot quite let go of. Mm-hmm. And when we continue to do that, that holds on to spiritual weight. When you hold on to spiritual weight, you hold on to body weight.
0: Got it. I, I know that well. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, yes. So it's just helping people to release that.
0: So the, the word end stands for? Embrace, embrace, nourish, and digest. Okay. And you were telling me the other day that um, you're going to republish the book. Is that right? Yes,
1: I am. Yeah, because really, I didn't notice this at the time, but it really has a masculine twist to it, you know, join me in the end zone. And so I was at an event in Lubbock with some triathletes and I was getting all men coming up to my table, and I thought, what is the deal? The (laughs) women would walk by, and the men come up. And it's like, oh, maybe this title doesn't really work. So I am having it republished under the name um, End the Dieting Drama, Experience Freedom by Embrace, Nourish, and Digest. I love it. And that will probably be released towards the end of the year.
0: Okay, and it's going to basically be the same material but kind of repackaged a bit. Yes,
1: so that it draws the attention of the feminine. Right, right. (laughs) More than it does the
0: masculine. Right, but for now, people can find it on Amazon.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, join me in the end zone. uh, On Amazon, yep, and they can get it digitally or paperback.
0: Right. And I have read it, and it is fabulous. It really uh, changed some of the ways I look at things and and think about what I eat. I still slip back into old habits, but, um, you know, awareness is a moving process.
1: It is. And another thing, like we were talking about earlier, we are not perfect beings. We have experiences in our life, and there are some times when we just... We um, fall, we take a step, and it, it's really not a step back because it's part of our journey, it's part of our healing process, it's part of learning to know us, who we are in certain situations. We're not perfect, and once you release that and surrender to it, yes, it keeps you from going into that stress state. After you do eat something out of comfort, you go, you know what, I'm just going to use understanding in this moment. It's okay. Right. And then you're going to burn the food versus storing it on your backside.
0: Which is so much better. (laughs) So much better. (laughs) So much better. Um, I have to say, I'll just share a quick story. Last night we uh, had the opportunity to go watch the Cowboy game. So we were out at the stadium. It was the opening game of the season. And we were in a suite. You know, long story how that came about, but there we were. And there was all this food. And I generally don't tend to overeat. But for some reason, it was just, you know, the energy in that stadium. It was just really, and they kept having, you know, like pounding music. And I don't know. I found myself just getting, just eating, 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 even when I didn't want it. Does, do circumstances and environment also affect your eating? Do
1: circumstances affect your eating? Is that what you said? Right.
0: You know, where you, uh, you know, it, it. I was eating totally differently than I normally do.
1: Right, circumstance Yes. Yeah. So when it comes to things like that, it's that special occasion. That's another place where you just surrender, because it's um, it's really about the connection with others. It's about the different environment that you're in and everything that's around you. Um, in that place, if you're a client of mine, I would say, okay, if you're going to the football game, you're going to be surrounded by all this energy. And if your response is to eat continually, um, on the with the food, then I just ask you that you check in and be present and breathe a lot, <laughs> because oxygen is your single most metabolic enhancing nutrient you have at your disposal, and it's free. Yes. So when you breathe a lot, it massages your gut, it brings oxygen into the flow of the body, so you're in a relaxed state, so your body will burn and you probably, if you're going slow like that and breathing, you probably won't eat
0: near as much as you thought you would. Right. Okay, well, I wish I'd talked to you before I went last night. <laughs> but that's great advice yeah. for any time, uh, you know, you're in a, a situation where you may be a little nervous or you may be a little out of sorts, but if you just take a moment and breathe deeply and recenter, that's mm-hmm. great advice. Yeah, so thank you for that. Um Real quickly, we're, we're kind of getting toward the end, but I know people are going to wonder where you came up with the idea for the END method, E-N-D, the Embrace, Nourish, and Digest. How through did you my, come up with that?
1: Through my own personal journey, I realized I was completely um, – I started in my body. I loved my little girl body. I flipped, I turned, I jumped, I did everything. I loved my body. And then through experiences in our lifetime. Especially for us girls, we are pulled from our body and we begin to analyze our body. And then through other experiences, it got to a point where I was anxiety-ridden. I had a fear of food. And it all came about through some coaching that I ended up doing for myself personally because there are some times on this journey when we cannot do it alone. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, God has little thumbprints out there leading me along, and I would ignore a lot of them. And he put someone in my front of me three times before I finally got the hint. I mean, it happened <laughs> over a seven-year period. He's like, "Ashley, wake up!" If <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay," and uh, so in fact, uh, two people popped up for me. And so through that journey of healing that I did with these two coaches, it was um, it just kind of evolved. And I was sitting there doing a brainstorm activity for my book, and I was writing on note cards, all these different things I wanted to express in my book, and then I went, okay, everybody likes lists of three, right? We all like three. Three's a magic number. Right. So I put them in stacks of three, and then I went, okay, what do these words mean that are on these cards? And they were Embrace, Nourish, and Digest. It was just beautiful, the I way love, it unfolded.
0: is Isn't that amazing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is.
0: <laughs> You know. I love it when the creativity and you're connected and it just flows like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that gives me chills. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Well, um, what's the one takeaway you want people to, to remember from our conversation?
1: When it comes to making changes for your body physically, it is vitally important that a shift within yourself must take place for those changes to last, to last a lifetime. You have to have a physiological shift, and that physiological shift can only take place when you work on the core of you. So if you are out there and you're in pain around food and around body, how you feel about yourself, how you are working in your relationship, how you are when you step out the door, if you are at war, it's not about the food, it's not about what kind of exercise you're doing, it is all about you. It's all about who you are at your core, and that's where the work is going to take place in order for you to get those lasting results that you're looking for.
0: Mm, I just love that. That's beautiful. Because it honors yourself. Mm. It honors your ability to change and to make different choices. Yes. And it sets up the the desire to do that. Mm. But it all comes down to you. So that's just beautiful. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um,
0: where can people find you on the Internet? Ashley? Yes. Where can people find you on the Internet?
1: Yes, they can go to AshleyTorian.com. And Ashley is spelled with no E. It's A-S-H-L-Y. And then my last name, Torian, is T as in Tom, O-R-I-A-N. AshleyTorian.com. And you can just find me there on my website. I have a free ebook that you can sign up to get with lots of support materials that come your way for the next month. So, yeah. They can get in touch with me real
0: easy. Great. And I understand uh, for the month of October you have a, a special going on?
1: Yes. Uh, my home study course that also is a group coaching program, that is $100 off for the month of October. So it's regularly 297 for 12 group coaching sessions. It's 90 days worth. And then four coaching modules and lots of home play, lots of freebies. Um, free classes that you will get audio versions of, um, and that is $100 off. So it's only going to be 197 and I'm doing that in October because I want to help women get started before they hit the new year and they wish, oh, my gosh, what did I do through the holidays? Exactly. Because, yeah, because when you're in awareness through the holidays, you respond to party foods completely different. Because you realize the beauty of the holiday and not just, oh, I'm eating so much, what am I going to do in January, you know?
0: Right. You don't go into that negative self-talk. Exactly. You're yeah. able to just glide through and enjoy the relationships, enjoy the, the uh, feeling you have at that time of year, yeah. and uh, just be in love, basically.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Love, yeah. love, love. Love, 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 yes.
0: <laughs> well, and that leads me to the end, which is uh, thank you so much. This has been great. And I I could keep talking to you for hours, but unfortunately we have a short, you know, just a limited amount of time. So look for AshleyTorian.com. And in October, her home study course is $100 off, and it has a lot of valuable content, well worth the. The money, and wouldn't you feel great to be able to slide and glide into the holidays feeling great about yourself, great about your body, knowing that you're making good choices. And you know what? You may even reach the new year and not have to make that resolution about having to lose weight.
1: Exactly. Wouldn't wouldn't that be great? (laughs) That would be very freeing. (laughs) That would be so freeing.
0: So thank you, Ashley. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. And listen, we've been uh, here on the Heart Dancing Radio Show talking with Ashley Torian, and I just wanted to remind everyone that as you move through your day and through your week and through your month and through your year, when you feel yourself get a little bit out of balance or out of alignment or maybe a little stressed, your gut brain starts kicking in, as Ashley calls it. Um, Take that deep breath. Try to close your eyes and just tell yourself the heart dancing mantra, which is let love lead. No matter what situation you're in, if you let love lead, you'll always react and respond uh, authentically and from love. So thank you so much. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show where we learn to dance with our hearts, not our heads. And remember, you're now part of the tribe. Be sure and tell your friends about the magic that happens here. Uh, Heart Dancing, it's the only way to live.